Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. But stay for Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hi, I'm Kenny Wendorski. Kenny, you got James Bond in my Batman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This week's episode, it's it's funny. So, I don't know, do you have any fond memories of this? I, you know, I remembered, I remembered the basic idea. Alfred used to be a secret agent. He gets kidnapped because of something about his past. But yeah, that, that was all I remembered of it. What about you? So I was, I was talking to Sarah. She was watching it with me, my lovely wife. And I remembered this episode and it is, it was the last of the kind of like the original style to be aired. So I remember, I only saw it like one time. It wasn't in a heavy rotation. Yep. And I remember this was kind of the time where I was sort of being told to not watch cartoons anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel think that I, social pressure like, yeah, that's for kids. You're 13 exactly. years old now. Go watch porn. <laughs> I think, so. yeah, I think I was like waiting to get a phone call to hang out with some friends uh, I wasn't wearing shirts that had, you know, superheroes on them. I was wearing just plain old, like, plaid. You know, it was that time where everyone tells you, it's like, you can't wear shirts with, like, Disney characters. You gotta wear, you know, all black. <laughs> so, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta have no fun. No lunch boxes with characters on them. Go, you're may an adult now. You a, <laughs> may I offer you an all black trench coat? Because this is in that... <laughs> Thin sliver of time after the Matrix, but before Columbine, when that was yes, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I remember. I think I was waiting for a phone call to go to some sleepover or party or I don't know something like that, and uh, I was watching this kind of half in the corner of my eye, sitting on the couch, and thinking to myself, "Like this is a pretty good episode. This is pretty good. I like this one." So I have kind of a fondness for this episode in the sense that this was kind of it's such a good show that it reminded me that it's still okay to like cartoons. You got kids of your own now and you're still exactly. watching this stuff with me. <laughs> I, I can't. Edda's not really into it. There's no Disney princesses. I tried <laughs> to get her into it. She, she only likes Disney princess stuff. And then my son, he's, he's, He's not really into it either. He's, I'd say well, the only thing little. he's really, he, he likes YouTube videos. You know, that's about it. He, he's not really into cartoons yet. Ah, uh, the world's going to hell. This yeah. is, this is the generation that we're going to turn it all over to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. We start out with our title card, which just in case you weren't sure, this, this communicates, this episode's going to be British AF. Because yes. here's Big Ben in, in a foggy landscape. Good old Johnny yeah. Timepiece. <laughs> no, those aren't your cataracts. It's, it's everything's supposed to be foggy for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although the, this, this was back when cartoons were still made on film instead of in computers. So yeah. any, any scene where there's supposed to be fog, it just looks like, wow, they did not clean, clean up the film grain on this scene. Yeah. <laughs> you check your glasses just to make sure. <laughs> did I need a little, little spritz on this? Uh, no, no, it's meant to look that way. Yep. But this is another Don Yang episode, and it, it shows lots of good facial animation stuff. 
very expressive. I, I like the look of this episode, technical quibbles aside. Yeah. But we open up on, uh, on, on a shirtless dick doing gymnastics down in the uh, <laughs> back cave. <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, Alfred is uh, sweeping the dust off of Batman as he's walking. Uh, <laughs> I guess he got dust on his cape or whatnot. And uh, like you said, Dick Grayson's he's doing his gymnastics. And Alfred's just, you know, cleaning up and being doing what he does, which is, you know, being a good butler. Yep, where we get... A scene of him being like extra solicitous just to just to set the scene. This is what Alfred's every day is like. You know, Batman's leaving on some case. Robin's uh, Robin's practicing, and Alfred's just there in the background fixing dinner for everybody and and doing what he does. But today, Alfred gets a call from cousin Freddie, who says right. to to meet at the usual place. Now, you can tell by the tone that uh, this is a serious phone call. This isn't a family get-together hangout. There's a business matter that needs to be dealt with immediately. Yes. So he sits down his tray, and uh, when we kind of cut to the next moment, uh, uh, I almost said Robin, Dick Grayson comes down (laughs) and is like, where's breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Dick is pissed. He's got microwave waffles like a pleb. (laughs) <laughs> like a commoner. He has like, to yeah. microwave his own waffles like a goddamn poor person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bruce, he uh, finds a note, and the note essentially says that Alfred's got a family matter that needs to be attended to, and he should be back in a couple of days. And yeah. Robin says, sorry, Dick Grayson says, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't know that he had family. And Bruce says, as far as I know, he doesn't. No living family. So, you know, something is going going down. Something crazy. Yep. And you also know this because after after Freddy hangs up the phone, it, it just straight up pans over to Red Claw, who bitch slaps him. He'll get a bitch slap. <laughs> That's right. Red Claw's back, everybody. Still voiced by Kate Mulgrew. Yes, indeed. And just bitch slapping everybody. I don't think there is a scene with Red Claw in it in which she does not backhand somebody across the face. <laughs> oh, snap. Take a, yes. take a drink every time Red Claw bitch slaps someone in this it's episode. A, it's a pretty, um, <laughs> it's a loud slap, too, whenever yeah. she punches somebody. <laughs> good sound effects. Yep. Good, good diegetic sounds on the, on the old Red Claw slap in the face. Yep, but we we cut to Alfred over in in foggy London town, where apparently the usual place is just a certain street corner in London, where a couple of of Cockney mooks show up, saying, "Oh yeah, Freddie sent us." But Alfred, Alfred's been thinking, you know, Fred Frederick, as he prefers to be called, doesn't like to be called Freddie, and he called me Alfie, which he knows I hate. So that was that was kind of the the secret signal between these two old friends letting letting Alfred know, hey, I am not making this phone call of my own free will. So Alfred is is predisposed not to trust these mooks. And Kenny, did you catch the names of these mooks? Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> so Bert now, and Ernie try to try to kidnap Alfred off the street. Alfred fights them off and gets back to his hotel room at the Yorkshire Arms and puts in the phone call to to Bruce saying, "Hey, this whole thing's gone kind of pear-shaped." It's it's a very polite 
phone call, I might add. Yep. Alfred's like, good evening. So sorry to call you so late because it's three in the morning in Gotham. And uh, I don't, I hope you wouldn't mind if you would please come over here. <laughs> oh, nothing in particular. Just I seem to be in a bit of a pickle. And then these hired mooks, they break open the doors. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> please come quickly as fast as you can. Diddly do. Uh, the most polite phone call ever. Yep. Bruce hears the struggle, and that's when Bruce is like, uh-oh, I got to go to foggy old London town. Yep, and and Bruce does make sure to ask, while he still has Alfred on the line, London, England? And Alfred says, that's <laughs> that's the only one, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Uh, he could have been referring to, click, click, opens Wikipedia, London, France, London, Belgrade in Serbia, <laughs> the Bay of London in Scotland, nigh London in Norway, London, Ontario, <laughs> London Remember? Island in Chile, London, Arkansas, California, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, Texas, West Virginia, Wisconsin, or 8837 London, an asteroid in space. <laughs> now that would have been a hell of an episode <laughs> but but that would bruce, have been a fun one bruce you know guesses through context clues probably london england probably <laughs> the, the, the one with the big clock yeah johnny timepiece <laughs> so, right so uh uh batman and robin they get in their bat jet it's not sassy though just nope. regular jet not sassy today and batman's filling robin in the the whole ride over there so did you know that alfred used to be he he at first says he was involved in the british uh, secret service the british security services to be precise and he at first says yeah it was it was mostly just a desk job and that is the last lip service paid to this through the the entire episode as far as we can tell alfred used to be a secret agent he used to be yeah. james bond just go yeah. with it <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so they rocket on over to Foggy Hill, London town and they're doing some scouting and, uh, the two hired mooks, Bert and Ernie, they see, uh, these two blokes going into Alfred's, uh, hotel where yep. Bruce and Robin, they find, you know, broken things here and there. Obviously there was a struggle and Robin even says like, oh, the poor guy was probably scared. And Bruce is like, he wasn't scared. <laughs> Alfred, he, he knows a thing or two. He's, he's quite capable guy. Uh, so Bert and Ernie, they follow the mooks, and, or sorry, Bert and Ernie follow Batman and Robin, and they do their, their change up, and they beat up Bert and Ernie, which is, uh, they, they disappear, and, uh, Bert and Ernie say, what are these, ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yep, but, uh, yep, we get a little, a little fight scene action set piece aboard, of course, the iconic red double-decker bus. <laughs> yeah. But... Batman and Robin take down Bert and Ernie. Batman says, well, we better interrogate them. And Robin says, no need. I think we know who sent them. One of them has a red claw to two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's when you know red claws in this episode. Uh, we cut to Alfred finding Freddy, Frederick. And he's all like, what's going on? And that's where he sees red claw. And, uh, you kind of know that Red Claw needs them for some kind of old school. The two of them together have a code. Yes. And Red Red Claw and her whole terrorist organization are holed up in this old castle, which is apparently also an active missile silo, a British military uh, situation here. It's, and I'm probably going to butcher the, the pronunciation. Is it Blarken Castle? 
uh, yeah, I I couldn't tell you. I Black Swain? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. It's uh it is apparently an asshole an actual castle in Scotland. However, it is inland, not on an island like this episode, and it is not as far as anybody knows, a secret British intelligence missile silo. <laughs> well, <laughs> but for the purposes of this episode, right. And uh so they've got they need to activate the missiles, but they need the two gentlemen. They have the code. Uh, so they give him the good old fashioned truth serum. Yep. And Frederick gives up his half of the code without too much trouble, but Alfred, in order to keep from blurting out the code, just starts jabbering nonsense. Apparently this is some sort of spy tactic to delay the, the activation of the serum. Yeah. It sounded like YouTube nursery rhymes that my kids listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but as he's babbling that in, incoherent nonsense, uh, we cut back to Batman and Robin. They go to, I don't know, what is this, like the the government agency of London? It's it's basically Q and M hanging out. This is, right, this is, yeah. this is MI6 or, uh, <laughs> no, that's Mission Impossible. This is, <laughs> whoever the hell James Bond, I'm not actually a big Bond fan, so I'm, I'm sorry. I should be dropping James Bond references all through this. And, uh, it's the, the secret headquarters where we, they all hang out. We should have, Batman and Robin we, show we up. We should have done a crossover episode with Bond rankings is what we're learning here. Should have gotten one of those guys over here to... <laughs> Uh, Batman and Robin, they're like, we know what's going on. We, uh, you tell us what you guys know. And they say, well, here's the secret castle that has the secret missile. And what can you do for us? And Batman says, I can get you Red Claw. And so they storm off to the secret castle. And, uh, essentially this is where we get Batman kind of infiltrating it, uh, taking down bad guys Yep. Cartoonish action sequences. <laughs> the, the French-looking guy with the mustache, Frenchie, is back from the last Red Claw episode, from the Cat and the Claw. That's right. The diehard part. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think at this point, it's it's probably time to talk about some Anthony rankings. Let's okay. talk about, because we've got a lot of mooks in this episode. Let's let's start with Bert and Ernie here. Okay. I like Bert and Ernie. Uh, there's a lot of characters, a lot of spunk with them. They do show up later on in the episode, so they know how to take a punch. Yeah, I I can't say that they're bringing any kind of extraordinary mook value to the table. They get taken down pretty easily, but I I think they've got a little bit of heart. So I'm I'm gonna say 400 apiece. Not bad. Okay, sounds good. Now you got the the freckled girl who does the truth serum thing. Uh, what would you do for her? Um. You know, I'm going to say 450. I, I think she's a little more effective. At one point, she's got Robin at gunpoint. This will come up a little later. And and she's got Robin dead to rights with her Tommy gun. So right. I, I think a little extra for her. Okay. I I, th- I think we can call 450 for Frenchie as well. You know, he's he clearly believes in the cause. He, yeah. he got a bunch of a bunch of caltrips in his forearms last episode, but he's still here fighting the bad fight for Red Claw. <laughs> so yeah i agree with that i concur yep and and then we've got a bunch of just random anonymous a couple of them have silly fake scottish accents uh which i appreciate <laughs> so i apparently these are just local hires that red claw brought aboard for this <laughs> uk-based mission 
So, I, what what do you think? Three fifty a piece for those guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's your science, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's all science. <laughs> <laughs> So, yep, Batman and Robin are sneaking through the castle, taking out guards on the stealthy-like, while Red Claw, like like the Bond villain she is, is watching through the closed-circuit camera. There's a whole action set piece with gargoyles spewing hot oil on our heroes. But, of course, you know, they, they hide underneath the bridge, and yep. it doesn't affect them, and they make it out of there. Red Claw does make her James Bond evil villain uh, speech to the public masses where they video record her and she says, give me a lot of money or I'll blow you up. Yep. You have one hour to comply. <laughs> yep. So. Although she changes her mind about five minutes into the countdown. As soon as Batman and Robin break into the room where she's holding our two intrepid secret agents, this is uh, she does finally get Alfred's part of the code out of him. Uh, turns out part of the nursery rhyme that he's been babbling is, in fact, his part of the code. The Lion and the Unicorn, title of the episode. And as soon as Batman and Robin break into the room, she says, Well, fuck it. Hits the big button and launches early. <laughs> but uh, every, time, every time he's... Um, when I talk about this episode, I can't say the title normal. I have to go, The Lion and the Unicorn. <laughs> I can't say it just the line of the unicorn because that's it's like it's a great way that Alfred was pretending to just talk, you know, drunk talk. But that was the code the whole time. Lion in the unicorn. Yep. Well, that is that is part of the crest of the United Kingdom <laughs> and it is part of a nursery rhyme. So nice way to hide the coat and the code in plain sight if he's just going to babble a bunch of nursery rhyme stuff. It was but, smart. It yeah. was a smart writing there. I like that. I appreciate that. Yep. Also uh, smart writing. So this is a very Alfred-centric episode. And right around the time I'm thinking, you know, Batman's been talking up Alfred as this, you know, dope secret agent in his past. But he hasn't actually done much yet other than get kidnapped. Right at that point is when Robin gets held at gunpoint by the, the freckled lady mook. And Alfred, at this point, has managed to worm his way out of his restraints and bashes her over the head with a chair. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's that's what was missing from Shadow of the Bat, the two-parter that introduced Batgirl. My complaint with that episode was, you know, if Batgirl wasn't there, this all would have been fine. If Alfred wasn't there, Robin would have gotten shot in the head and killed. Yeah. It was like, just one little scene, though, right? Yeah. Just that, one little scene. That's all you have to do. It made a difference. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely... Made uh, made it more impactful to know that, yes, Alfred used to be a part of the secret society. And yep. yes, he's older, but he can still, you know, fisticuffs with everybody else. Yeah, He's not useless. Um, so, yeah, it was just one little scene. But like you mentioned, it was it was necessary and, uh, and good writing. Good writing. Yeah. But uh, so the missile, the missile launches straight towards Trafalgar Square. Batman hops aboard the bat plane and. And goes to intercept the missile, but oh no! Red Claw hid in the cockpit. Apparently, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> that's that's some pretty. Did you forget to hit, to hit the little button on the clicker to lock the bat plane when you left it, Batman? Did We've you, all done that. Who hasn't? You, Who hasn't? See, so you gotta wait for the little beep beep. If you yeah. don't hear the beep beep, it means it didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Red Claw. She actually manages to pull off the uh, cowl. From Batman, I don't know if she saw his face. I don't know. 
it doesn't seem like she saw his face, like, because she, she's behind him, she really only seems to see the back of his head, but of course, I mean, being an intelligent, world-class terrorist leader, she would of course have deduced, wait a minute, Batman and Robin are only ever seen in Gotham, and as soon as we brought this butler guy from Gotham, uh, we lured him here to London, that's when Batman and Robin showed up. Alfred Pennyworth must have a close personal relationship with somebody with the resources to fly a plane, a private jet with missile interception capabilities across the Atlantic Ocean. Now, who could that be? Hmm. From across the pond. Yeah. But we'll never know, because as far as I know, we don't see Red Claw ever again. We do not see Red Claw ever again. Batman hits the eject button on the bat plane on the passenger seat and ejects her straight into the Thames, where as far as we know, she drowns and dies. Yeah, we, we don't see her in any more of the classic series. I don't know about the redesign or Justice League, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yo, if you care gone. about spoilers for, for this 25-year-old series, uh, uh, go ahead and click skip 30 a couple times now. Yeah, according to the wiki, we never see her again. This is it. <laughs> she's she's not one of those deep cuts that they brought back late in Justice League when they were just fan service McGee over here. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yep. Uh, Batman shoots missiles at the big missile and saves foggy old London town. And the day is saved. Huzzah. Yep, Frederick in, invites Alfred to, to come back to to the British Secret Service, British Security Services. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess that up every time, uh, but uh, but Alfred says, "Are you kidding me? A public servant's wage? I'll keep butling for the rich guy. Thank you very much." <laughs> he got accustomed to that lifestyle, and you know what? For somebody who works at a fancy resort, I could see that. There's a lot of people there that I'm pretty sure uh, have never wiped their own asses before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a little bit of rich snobber. I mean, look at Dick Grayson. He came home. Yep. And he's like, where's the breakfast, yo? Yeah. He, Dick Grayson can't be bothered to put his own waffles in the toaster. That's that's job security for good old yeah. Alfred. <laughs> look, look how helpless these rich fucks are without me. Exactly. <laughs> and thus so, ends the lion and the unicorn. Yep. <laughs> Kenny, does this episode hold up? It does. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. We've 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 talked about how it's always fun when Batman gets out of Gotham for an afternoon. Just a little change of pace. Yeah, change of scenery. Um I liked the you know, sub characters like Frederick, the special secret service people. I liked Burton Ernie a lot. Probably more than I should have. I really <laughs> liked Burton Ernie. Yeah, and, and Red Claw seemed better used here than in The Cat and the Claw. I know I've complained about her a lot as kind of a substandard villain. Part of it has to do with, I don't think she was quite enough to prop up a two-part episode. I think she's perfect for just generic, evil, terrorist, wants a bunch of money. She's a Bond villain plucked out of Bond and sat down in Batman, and that's fine. That's all I needed. Yeah, yeah. This was a good episode. Yeah, pretty good and, one. And uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, you get a little bit of Alfred's backstory, which I think they made a whole TV show out of now. I, I've never seen it, but it's uh, called Pennyworth, I believe. Oh, yeah. Where they discuss, uh, you know, it's like a prequel series, which seems to be the big popular thing nowadays. Uh, yep. When in doubt, <laughs> go to their, their uh, training years. So uh, it was cool to see a side of Alfred we haven't seen before. Yeah. 
Well, let's, uh, let's see just how much we liked that side with a little bit of science. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with All right. Now okay, you got... we got the science machine. Okay. It's spinning up. Cool. I've got the doodads and gizmos going. All right, let's see here. Uh, I've got my Dr. Pepper right beside me, so I'm going to let you uh, go ahead. Why don't you, you uh, put your lab coat on? But how about you take them pantses off? <laughs> All right. Let's see where this episode sits in our master list of 70 episodes. Yeah. 70. Just adjust this here. Two-Face, Cena Weevil, Harley and Ivy, Demon's Quest, House and Garden, Cat in the Club, Where the Great Ghost, The Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Harlequinade, Pear Chance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Read My Lips, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I Am the Night, Day of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Silicon Soul, Clock King, Heart of Steel, Time Out of Joint, What is Reality, Avatar, If You're Why Aren't You Rich? Sideshow, Joker's Wild, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, A Bullet for Bullock, Zatanna, Dreams of Darkness. Off-balance, the mechanic, tiger, tiger, appointment in Crime Alley, all of the wings, Christmas with the Joker, mad as a hatter, blind as a bat, mudslide, murder the wolf, night of the ninja, baby doll, trial, fear of victory, shadow of the bat, POV, prophecy of doom, birds of our feather, yeah, clown. The cape and cow, conspiracy, fire from Olympus, Bane, catwalk, worry men, paging the crime doctor, it's never too late, the underdwellers, nobody's perfect, the terrible trio, carrot in the sky, catch scratch fever, and I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah! Oh, that was a rough one. That was I, not, not my best effort. That's all right. That's okay. C, C hey. minus. <laughs> See, nice. It's still passing, though. I love it's, that it's, you say, Moon in the Wolf! <laughs> well, it's, you know, everybody's got their thing. I have to say, Moon in the Wolf, and you have to yeah. say, The Lie of the Unicorn. I'll tell you that I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. oh, Do you think KFC still open? Fun trivia about this episode that, that I forgot to mention. Uh, Alfred's Alfred's old secret agent buddy Frederick, voiced by Roy Detrice, who's one of these like real classic actors, like classic British actors, uh, best known nowadays for uh, being the narrator of the audiobook version of the Game of Thrones uh, novels. Oh, <laughs> and well, you, you would know. I don't. I, I, I never got into those. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean you didn't get to? Uh, you didn't get to. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the the god awfulness that was the last season alongside the rest of us. I think you dodged yeah. a bullet there. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into it. It's one of those nerdy things that, like, it was everyone was talking about, and they all kind of assumed that I watched it too because I'm a nerd. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it. So <laughs> whenever they talk their you know water cooler talk, I would slowly just kind of tiptoe away, boy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, right now everybody hates it because the ending sucked. So give it like ten or fifteen years, and and if you feel like checking it out, that'll be the time because that'll be that'll be when everybody looks back at it and says, you know, the ending sucked, but it was you know the first five seasons were pretty good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but right now you're fine. That that water cooler talk is dead. <laughs> that that Did ending it. happened and just yeah. Dude, everybody at Lazy Boy would talk about that show, and then they'd kind of look at me like, right, Kenny? And be like, yeah. <laughs> now you know how I, felt, how I felt about Lost. Yeah, well, smoke monsters, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Let's uh, let's see what RN Jesus wants to know today. RN Jesus asks, "Is the lion and the unicorn better or worse than number three, Harley and Ivy?" Ah, uh, no. No, <laughs> this is a pretty good episode. This is no Harley and Ivy. Yeah, the, once again, I would say the best adjective for this one is it's fun. It's a fun episode. Yeah. But Harley and Ivy was hip. That would be the yeah. adjective I give that one. And I think hip beats fun. Yeah, and also that one that one just moved. It bounced. This one yeah. is uh, slightly more stately paced, shall we say. Not quite, doesn't quite drag, not quite boring, but it's, yeah. Yeah. All right, in that case, is the lion and the unicorn better or worse than number seven? Beware the gray ghost. No. Nah. Beware the Grey Ghost had one of the most epic musical uh, numbers that we still have heard yeah, on the series. Yeah, that Grey Ghost theme. So it's, good. It just, yeah. And the heart and just kind of the the human story of uh, Adam West's character. I would, yeah. I'd give it to Grey Ghost. Yeah, absolutely concur. This this episode's a fun genre send-up, and I think that's why I like it. But the Grey Ghost had that fun genre stuff, you know, that black and white pulp. Yeah. But but it had more than that. It I was agree. it was the whole package. Yeah. Alright, jumping quite a ways down the list. Is this episode, The Lion and the Unicorn, better or worse than number 35, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Strange Secret. That's a fun uh, gather your action figures episode. You get a lot of great villains in that one. Um, I like the performance of Hugo Strange. Yep, that's that's just fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to concur once again. I think we're getting closer, but yeah. I, I think on pure fun factor, Strange Secret hey, of Bruce Wayne. Doesn't Alfred get drugged in that one, too? I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he did the same thing. Like he had his own, uh, so <laughs> I, I do not understand. He just keeps, uh, he just keeps repeating the lion and the unicorn and I, Hugo Strange. I do not understand. <laughs> I have no context in which to put this statement. <laughs> wow. Alfred got drugged a few times. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, if you think about it in, um, oh, what was the Poison Ivy one with the people trees? House, no. uh, Eternal Youth. Eternal Youth. He pretty much got drugged in that one, too. She pumped him full of plant testosterone sex hormone or whatever. Yeah. He's uh, getting down <laughs> with Maggie three times a day. Yeah. Alfred's, uh, Alfred's got some extracurriculars <laughs> on his record. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is this episode, The Lion and the Unicorn, better or worse than number 47, Mudslide? I'm you know, I'm gonna say better than mudslide. I yeah, I was, I'm gonna say better also. Yeah, I think the highs of mudslide were higher, but but this one was definitely a more consistent experience. And it was unique, like you said, we got out of Gotham for an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you don't don't have many other Alfred as a secret agent stories, but you've got other arguably better Clayface stories. And when I say arguably, I mean inarguably because it's science. We've ranked them. Exactly. And you can't disprove it because it's science. Yeah, that's how science works. Deal with it. (laughs) All right. Scientifically speaking, 
Is the Lion and the Unicorn better or worse than number 43 on Leather Wings? I think it is. Yeah, I, I concur. It's, uh, it's got a little more personality to it. On Leather Wings was just kind of there to, to set up the world. Had some beautiful animation, but this one wasn't half bad visually either, except for some unfortunate film grain issues. But that's that's just a matter of it being an older episode and the technology. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. <laughs> In that case, is the lion and the unicorn better or worse than number 37, Zatanna? I think it is. Hmm. I was going to say I might give Zatanna the slight edge, but I think we're really getting close. I think we might have to break this down with some more detailed science. I'm not willing to knife fight over it. I'm not, like, passionate um, so yeah, let's do some science. Yeah, so Zatanna first and foremost has the titular character with and some. She's she's played great. Yeah, great great performance by the voice actress. Great chemistry with Kevin Conroy, Bruce Wayne. Had had that nice sepia toned flashback to to Bruce training, which I always like. Right. It was a fun caper. How they used magic mirrors to uh, steal all the money. Yeah, I, I think the plot held together slightly better for that reason. The the villain, Mr. Airsatz Orson Welles, magic debunker guy, he was... I'd put him about on a par with Red Claw in this episode. See, I think Red Claw was a better villain in this particular episode, not not the first one she was introduced in, but yeah. I think she was a better villain in this one. I we mean... keep using James Bond... She would would have fit perfectly in a James Bond episode or movie, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the stakes are certainly higher. Her evil plot involves blowing up London, which is kind of a big deal. Right. So, yeah, I could see giving a slight edge to Red Claw. I think I just like Montague Kane personality-wise more. He's just such a big, rotund goofball. Well, <laughs> he's Orson Welles, and <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> You can't help but uh, correlate the two, but I think Red Claw was a more dynamic personality in this particular episode. She does bitch slap a lot of people. She a gets lot of people, that. dude. A whole episode she's slapping away. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I'm looking at these two episodes and I am hard pressed to choose. They. I like that uh, action set piece at the end where they shoot the missiles at the big missile. And Red Claw does sneak into the bat plane. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, you know what? I think what gives this one the edge is that Zatanna had, like, its third act action set piece on the plane was, was really pretty cool. That was a good action sequence. But this episode has a couple of cool action sequences. It's got, like, the fight on the double-decker bus. We hardly went into it, but that's, like, a cool, involved fight scene. Right. We've also got, you know, the hot oil spewing gargoyles and Batman and Robin playing cat and mouse and taking out, like, Arkham Asylum-style stealth, stealth taking out all the mooks. So I I think from that perspective, this one does give a little bit extra. So... Yeah, I, I think that Zatanna had great chemistry with Bruce, but I think the very beginning of this episode, watching Dick, Alfred, and Bruce, it was kind of like a... It felt comfortable. Um, all those voice actors just seemed to flow very well with each other. Yeah, okay. Well, in that case, 
We only have one more decision left to make. Is this okay. episode, The Lion and the Unicorn, better or worse than number 36, A Bullet for Bullock? Damn. Yeah. I think I might give the edge to A Bullet for Bullock for being a slightly better showcase for its central character. I think that was a good that was a good Bullock episode. Whereas this one, like Alfred does finally get his moment to shine, whacking the the mook with the chair, but for most of the episode, he's just kind of a hostage, which I think is a little bit of a missed opportunity. I would have I liked what we got of Alfred here. I would have liked even more. Yeah. Would you have liked a two parter out of this? I don't you know what I would have liked? I think this episode might have been even better with no Batman and Robin if it was just Alfred foiling a terrorist caper, like getting called out of retirement and just going full secret agent. I think that would have been great. That would have been good. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bullet for Bullock. As I recall, that one had uh, some great music. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked getting a little bit of Bullock's uh, personality, his his apartment lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, he does beg Summer Gleason at one point. He's like, look, they're trying to kill me. And you actually get to see a little bit more than just the hard-ass Bullock. You actually get to see, like, no, Bullock's legitimately worried about his life. Yeah, you can see the pressure getting to him. And that that made the emotional stakes feel higher, even though the the real-world stakes were definitely lower. Yeah. He so, became more of a character, more fleshed out. Yeah. I, it's it's a close one though, dude. Because this one that we just went, uh, Lion and Unicorn. Yeah. I would be hard pressed to choose one over the other, but I'm going to give the slightest of edge to the Bullock one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and concur, which puts the Lion and the Unicorn at the new 37 spot, just below a Bullet for Bullock, and just above Zatanna. Wow, that's a good sandwich right there. Yeah. I Look, think cuz all it, three of those any, episodes any sandwich any sandwich with Zatanna in it is a good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> if if I've got to put up with Bullock on the other side of that sandwich, you know what for Zatanna I'll do it. <laughs> right? You do like those fishnet stockings, I so. Do. <laughs> um you know what? All three of those are kind of unique in their own separate ways. And it's funny that all three of them are back to back to back. Yeah, they're they're all three episodes that center on on either a a secondary character from the ensemble or in Zatanna's case, uh, a guest character. Although she right. will come back in in Justice League, as I recall. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting pairing with all three of those. So I'm good with that. I like that. Yeah. Well, of course I am. It's science. It's true. Well, I mean, you don't have to be good with it, but you do have to accept it because you exactly. can't refute it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And next week, it looks like we'll be doing some science on Showdown. Do you remember Ooh, this episode? Yes! <laughs> this episode is, once again, I only saw it one time, and I'll, I'll have a story about it next time, but yes, I do remember this episode. All right. Uh, much like The Lion and the Unicorn, this is one that I've also only seen one time, and it was after the show got released on DVD. Never saw it as a kid, so I vaguely remember that it's a Western, and I think Jonah Hex is in it. Speaking yep. of guest characters, and that's all I remember. Couldn't tell yeah. you anything else about it. So I will be real curious. I, I tend to enjoy it when, when Batman veers into other genres a little bit. So we'll see whether whether this one holds up to that. Okay. But 
That'll be next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Weiski TV on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and if you're on PS4, want to play some Mortal Kombat, I'm Weiski4 on there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton or also, so last time I made a joke about us buying a domain name, uh, <laughs> turns out that I was wrong. Uh, Butler.com was already taken. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I tra- so, yep, human progress has been set back again. But uh, the reason why I discovered that is because I was buying the domain name to www.eloystories.com. If you're interested in my children's book, that's where you can find that. <laughs> that that domain was not taken. E-L-O-Y-Stories.com. I, I, you know, I'm happy for your book and all. But God damn it, that was our money-making scheme right there. I mean... I, Look, Not scheme, a uh, legitimate business deal. It's <laughs> a butler.com with just an R, no look, E. Eloy's very important to me, but you're not wrong. Butler.com was the key to unlocking all of human potential <laughs> and our utopian Star Trek future. So, <sighs> yeah, I mean, that, that one's a bummer. But Son of a bitch. what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to anchor.fm slash bad rankings and hit the button to support us with a monthly pledge of one, five, or ten dollars a month to support the science. You know, yeah. we ran an experiment with Butler.com to try to unlock all of human potential and human progress and usher in our utopian Star Trek future, and that one didn't work out, but we're gonna keep trying. That's what science yeah. is. You run yeah. an experiment, you see what you've learned, and we've learned Butler.com is, you know, can't do it. So we've got to run more experiments and learn more about That's right. Solving all of humanity's problems. We're not perfect, but we're getting there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And we will get ever closer to our goal of the ultimate Star Trek utopian future next week with Showdown. Cool.